Chapter Two of Mrs. Solomon Smith Looking On by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two. She attends a Sunday school convention. Good morning, Mrs. Smith," said both girls at once. "We were so glad last night," continued Laura, "to hear of your return. Here, take this armchair." An event had happened at the little house in the hollow. Mrs. Solomon Smith had been away from it for an entire week. We who knew her so intimately were sure that wherever she went she would go with her eyes open, so that her return was, to her friends, an anticipated pleasure, hardly less than anything she might have enjoyed herself while away. We knew she would permit us to see with her eyes and to hear with her ears, adding the sharp suggestions of her own mind besides so we were glad to welcome her and willing also to give her time to breathe a bit and to ask all the questions concerning home and friends that her loving heart might suggest then smoothing down her apron with her wrinkled hands untying her cap strings and settling back for a long talk she began well i've been and i've got back and take it all in all i ain't had such a spell come over me never as i know of how did i happen to go bless you child i couldn't help it the papers were so full of it you know couldn't take one up for six weeks beforehand that something about that convention and the wonderful things they were going to do and say would stare you in the face what is a sunday school convention anyhow says i to solomon and i thought he ought to know cause he had been superintendent for more than a year but he didn't know says i to him well now if i pretended to be a sunday school man i'd go the whole thing i'd find out about those things and if they were worth going to i'd have the good of em can't afford it says solomon oh no said i of course not i knew you'd say that it comes so handy but then you know you went to the cheesemakers convention last year and to the agricultural show and to the dairymen's meeting and to the cattle show and i dunno what not yes said he of course i did that's my business it stands me in hand to know all that's going on about farming and keep up with all the new things exactly says i and you can afford money to tend to all such things but sunday school teaching and superintending is kind of a pastime you only do it because you've got a spare hour on sunday that you can't use for hoeing or mending fence and put it in there because you don't know what to do with yourself but it wouldn't be the thing to go and spend money just to help along such an amusement is that it solomon looked at me kind of sharp like and was right still for about two minutes then says he come now if you think it is so important suppose you go to the meeting i'd like to have you first rate i don't belong to sunday school says i that don't make no difference said he you can tell me all about the meeting and i shall know more about it than if i was there myself and i'd like to hear about it i ain't got time to go myself you know we are uncommon busy this season well at first i didn't mean to go no more than nothing but i went on talking just for the sake of it and says i i thought you couldn't afford the money i only said that for the sake of saying it cause solomon he ain't a mite close with his money 
only being a man you know he got so used to saying i can't afford it that the words just spring to his mouth before he knows it he looked a little foolish and says he well i can't afford to waste money but if you think it is so important and would help you know why that's another thing says i i think it's important for you cause it's right in a line with your work if it's to help that kind of work along of course it would help you but i don't suppose it would help me make any better butter or cheese or look after the chickens and turkeys or get any earlier garden sauce than i have now and you know that's my work well now says he you know i always did understand things better for your telling of em and if i had the time to go and there couldn't but one of us go why for the improvement of it i'd rather it would be you because you could tell it off to me of evenings all winter and i could take it in better well i always was a master hand solomon thought at telling things and i knew he paid attention to what i said better than to most folks but for all that i hadn't the faintest notion of going to a sunday school convention nor didn't give it a sober thought till we got a letter from hannah my sister you know and she told me about her jessie being tuckered out and needing a rest and they wished she could have a change and go somewhere for a few days before school commenced again twouldn't hardly pay for her to come down to the country to see us for so short a time and the journey was expensive too but they did wish she could get away somewhere and then i looked up at solomon all of a sudden and he nodded his head and says he that sunday school convention is the very thing and solomon being a man you know is dreadful set in his way when he gets a notion and he was so took up with that one that he gave me no peace till i up and started he accounting out the money for me and for jessie as if he rather enjoyed it i knew i'd have to pay jessie's way if i took her because her pa ain't a mite forehanded never was he lives in a town and has a large family and there's always shoes and hats and gloves and things wanting and it takes a sight more to live than it does on a farm and he ain't got nothing to depend on but a store where they keep dry goods that always did seem to me a dreadful uncertain way of living suppose folks should take a notion to go without new clothes for a spell you can't eat the things lying there in the cases waiting to be sold but now on a farm it's different folks has got to have wheat and corn and potatoes and even if they shouldn't want em why then you can eat em yourself so i always felt kind of sorry for hannah's folks well i went for jessie and her and me got started she thought it was the funniest notion i ever took yet just as funny for her as for me for she never went to sunday school since she was a little girl she said she ain't a mite over seventeen this minute and there she talked about when she was a little girl but land she wears trains and all them things and looks as old as any of them i'll own up that i felt real queer as we began to get near the town where the meeting was well well i said to jessie i've always heard it said that there ain't no fool like an old fool and i believe it the idea of my going to a convention at my time of life it would be bad enough if i was woman's rights auntie said jessie let's give it up and go back home jessie says i 
did you ever know your uncle solomon's wife to give up a thing after she has once got started i ain't one of them kind i shall see what a sunday school convention is before i'm three days older you may depend on that well we showed our papers and got our street and number and did it all up regular and went to the nicest kind of a house where they treated us like queens and the next morning we went to the convention land it wasn't an overpowering place at all just a big room with three or four dozen folks in it sitting as far apart as they could get and singing each one of em a different kind of a tune by the sound it was very faint singing anyhow solomon could have beaten them all hollow my patience says i to the man at the door i thought this was a dreadful big meeting why you ain't got as many here as we get to our country singing schools he smiled as pleasant as could be and says he the people haven't got in yet we are having devotional exercises oh says i the people don't come until after they are over and there's something important to be done eh well now that's curious i should think for a sunday school meeting the devotional part ought to be kind of important it's early yet says he do you think so says i why the men folks where we were stopping went to the store two hours ago and the women went to market and got back before we started why it's after nine o'clock but jessie she was blushing like a peony the land knows what at she's great on blushing jessie is kept at it half the time we were gone and she kept twitching at my sleeve and coaxing me in so i went along of all the doleful meetings i ever was in that one named devotional exercises was the worst i didn't think there was a mite of devotion about it now that's the truth why solomon and i have sat down in our kitchen with the old psalm book and a tallow candle and grandfather's big bible and had enough sight better meeting than that was many a time i can't think what ailed the people the man who prayed acted as though he should never get through and sit down he was afraid that the meeting would come to an end and so he went on and on seeming to think that it was his duty to keep the thing going and he prayed about things he didn't care nothing about i believe his voice sounded like it but we oughtn't to judge anyhow my heart felt pretty heavy and i looked at jessie and i was afraid if they had many devotional exercises she wouldn't get chirked up a bit after a spell though that man did get through and somebody found out by accident that the time for devotional exercises was up you can't think how glad they all acted they was as lively as bees right away a brisk little man hopped up and went on that platform and says he the convention will please come to order and where he had kept himself in that brisk ringing voice of his through all them devotional exercises i don't know why his voice sounded just like a breeze from the sea it kind of waked everybody up but bless you the convention didn't come to order it couldn't if they had sent a telegraph all over town saying the devotional exercises are over you can come on they couldn't have crowded and squeaked and rustled in faster than they did such a hubbub you never did see they came talking and laughing too kept up their talking pretty loud voices at that 
till they got fairly inside the door and a little bit down the aisles and there was that man on the platform trying to do the talking himself i whispered to jesse says i them folks appear to be so tickled to think that they didn't get here to them devotional exercises that they can't stop laughing and talking then jesse she giggled and i was ashamed of her dear me i wish i could tell you all about that meeting i could talk all summer about it and solomon says i've got to he is particular to hear of every little thing some of the things was grand that's the trouble there ain't much comfort in telling about it after all you get right into the middle of it and it comes over you how the man looked and how he walked across the stage and through his arms and how his voice sounded and you seem to feel that that was a good deal of it after all and there's no use in trying to tell it lots of things i didn't understand the next thing on the program said the leader is an exercise in chronology by dr date what's that i said to jessie and she didn't seem to hear me and i gave her a nudge what's that big word he says i asked her and do you believe that child knew and there's been sights of money spent on her education she shook her head at me and i thought she meant that i wasn't to whisper and i didn't mean to be put off by that child so i said it again a little louder her cheeks were just like peonies and she bent forward and says softly auntie i don't know then i felt real sorry that i had asked her she seemed so kind of beat there was a nice-looking young gentleman sat just the other side of me and says he very pleasantly not laughing at me a bit it is to show us about dates in the bible just when things happened see the professor is putting it on the blackboard for us sure enough there he was dashing off a long line of figures and letters to stand for words he made real pretty figures and he worked most amazing fast i watched him a spell and then says i to my young man i don't quite see what is the use of filling up one's head with all that mess of figures it would take me half a lifetime to learn em and then i should blunder i always was dreadful at figures and if i knew em all like a book i don't see how it would make me any fitter to teach the children the way to heaven they don't need them figures to go by he smiled again not a saucy smile you know but a nice pleasant one and he leaned over to me and says he there is a fellow out west who has written a book to show that the bible can't be true because he thinks he has proved that the world is more than six thousand years old i looked back at the blackboard and the very first words that that dr date had written there were these three in great big handsome letters in the beginning why says i supposing it is it might be a million years old for all that the bible says about it that only says in the beginning how did he find out when that was exactly so says he and he laughed outright but you see the poor fellow has never studied bible chronology and he forgot everybody else had he makes a great many statements that a careful look at bible figures proves to be false and one of the reasons why we study bible chronology is to be able to correct the mistakes of just such ignorant fellows as he so that our children won't be led astray by them well after that i paid attention to them dates and names 
and if you'll believe it it was quite interesting and not so terribly hard to remember he strung some of the words together making poetry like and a good many of em began with the same letters and well i don't know how he did it jessie said she believed i was bewitched but i got quite excited learning of them figures and i said most of em off to solomon last night i couldn't help kind of liking it and i thought if i was young i'd go into it with all my might and know all about it End of chapter 2